Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're thinking about becoming a nurse, it's important for you to know not all nursing degrees are the same. Xavier University gives you the power of three. Choose from three start dates and three in-person learning sites to prepare as a holistic nurse, helping people improve health, wellness, and well-being. The 16-month accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Xavier, an exceptional degree that prepares exceptional nurses. Search Xavier ABSN. Hey, I'm Lyle, and I am stoked to be on air with Ruben J. It's a Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's on air with Ruben J. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This week's episode is going to be a good one. But before we jump into that, I do want to take a second to, of course, mention our partner for this show, Amazon.com. And actually, if you head over to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon and click on the Amazon banner that's on that page, you'll be able to help the show out and we'll do in your own shopping. That's right. If you go to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon and click on that banner, we get a percentage of whatever you buy. So help the show out by doing some shopping, starting over at multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. It does not cost you an extra dime. I'm telling you, this is 100% free to you minus whatever you already going to buy. So why not give back to one of your favorite podcasts by heading over to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. And of course, we are developing new content over at Multimedia Mouth daily. We are working on some really cool projects. And one of the ways to get the inside information is to join dollarinthejar.com. For $3 a month, you can get this show and my editorials early and ad-free. Just head over to dollarinthejar.com, sign up for the $3 tier, and help the show. You will get this show early and ad-free. I'm telling you, it'll be early, ad-free, and it will be incredible. I think you're going to enjoy it. And as we develop more and more shows, you are going to get more and more of a benefit from from dollarinthejar.com. It takes about two seconds to sign up, and it's less than a gallon of gas, less than one gallon of gas nationwide. So it doesn't matter where you are in the country, less than, a, than less than one gallon of gas a month, you can help this show grow and become even bigger and better than it has been up until now. With all that being said, let's jump in to this week's episode. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J, your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J. On this week's episode, I am excited to bring the singer of the band Lyle. Her name is Lyle. She goes by Lyle. She's a hard rock, not hard rock. She's an alternative rock singer, but she's got so much freshness, so much swag. She's an incredible singer. She truly is. This conversation goes almost 45 minutes, and we discuss everything from how she writes her music to how she got featured on the Chris Daughtry Dearly Beloved Tour. We also dive into her philosophy in the music business, her plans to release more music, and any advice that she received from Chris Daughtry or Mark Tremonti while she was touring with these two legendary rock stars. This conversation is exclusive to MultimediaMouth.com. I think you're going to enjoy every minute of this conversation. I think you're going to fall in love more with the artist known as Lyle. She was extremely open with me. We discussed very, very big things. And I felt like at the end of the conversation, we all became closer as friends. So please enjoy this conversation with Lyle. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. All right. I'm being joined by Lyle right now, lead singer of the band Lyle. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am really stoked to talk to you right now because uh, I saw you on tour uh, with one of my favorite guitar players ever, Mr. Mark Tremonti. Uh, cool with the tour headlined by Daughtry. And I remember walking into the venue, walking over to the merch booth and seeing some shirts, I think, or, or a hood that said Lyle. And I looked over to my girlfriend and I said, who's Lyle? You know, <laughs> had no idea that there was a third act on, on the, uh, you know, on the bill. Oh yeah. And uh, I'll be completely honest with you. And I don't mean this to be offensive whatsoever. I'm like, you know, maybe we should just come back later. You know, I don't really know this, this opening act. And then, and boy, did, am I glad that I stuck around? Well, I'm glad you did too. I, I we'll, we'll jump into to you here in a second, but literally the first like four seconds of you jumping on stage was just a burst of energy. And actually, I think it, if I'm remembering it correctly, I think I got startled a little bit because I was so not expecting it. Uh, and I looked over to my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, this girl rocks. So uh, I just want to start from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about how you got started in, in the business because, uh, like I said, I didn't know who you were before the show, and I want to make sure that my audience and your audience uh, get to know you a little bit more throughout this process. So how did you get started in the business? And we'll talk more about the tour in a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, first and foremost. Um, that's really sweet of you to say, and you're not the only person to um, say, you know, oh, God, an opener of, you know, whatever. So <laughs> thank you for sticking around. Um, I've been doing music my whole life. I, you know, experimented with a lot of different genres and um, just with songwriting in general. And, uh, you know, I was in cover bands when I was a kid and um, in a wedding band, um, traveled a little bit with them and just kind of got my feet wet with it and realized it's just everything I wanted to do. Um, I started playing the piano when I was five. So it was music was always very much a part of my life. Um, and then when I got into high school, I got a little more serious about it. I graduated early and just kind of wanted to just do it. Like, um, and college was also kind of a thing for me. I, I kind of wanted to go, but I also wanted to just do music. So I kind of just went that route. Um, and then I met my guitar player, Matt, and he's my creative partner also. And, um, we started Lyle and it's just been such a fun, it's been such a fun project because I feel like it's just so authentically me finally I feel like I went through so many things and um I mean no hate to my you know past writing styles or anything but this has been really exciting and like like you said you know you, you saw me on stage and it's just like that is home for me um playing that music and feeding off of a of a rock crowd like that is just everything so yeah you know and the one thing that I really loved about your show and what you did is is at the end of, I think you had like 30 minutes or so, I felt like we didn't get enough, you know, <laughs> which is which is the great place to be when 
you know, you're, you're on stage is leaving the audience wanting more. I felt no offense to Daughtry, but I felt like Daughtry went a little too long. Um, you know, and I love, I love Daughtry. I do. I know, I know. Uh, you know, and I felt, you know, and I'm biased towards Tremonti because, you know, I, I got my miles Kennedy picture back here. I'm a huge fan of the band Alter bridge, you know? And so what happened? Oh no, I said, Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I felt like the two, the two first acts didn't go long enough and, and the main act went a little too long. And then yeah, I, we can get into the whole, him not playing one of his biggest hits at all throughout the show and me just being like, why? Um, But I I loved your, you had this swagger is what I described as you have a swagger on stage. You, 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 you run around stage. Like, you know what you're doing, which obviously you do like you own the stage. Um, Where do you get, like, I'm asking for myself because I've been on stage before just as a host and I'm like, I feel so like I don't own the audience. I don't own this. Where do you get the confidence to just walk up and be like, this is my stage and you're here to listen to me, even though I'm the opening act with two superstars ahead, you know, this is my stage. How do you, how do you get that confidence? That's um, actually a really, uh, really good point. Um, that it's just kind of <laughs> confidence. Okay. It's kind of those that fake it till you make it type vibe. <laughs> um, when people ask me this question, they're like, how, you know, I, I want to sing, but I'm, I'm afraid to be in front of people. It literally like you can convince yourself and anybody of anything. Um, and I think if you exude confidence, even if you don't really have it completely, you start to believe it, you believe yourself and then you make your audience believe it. Um, but it, it, I wasn't always that way. I think, I mean, you, you saw me on like the last week of the tour, by the way. So <laughs> I was a little bit more comfortable at that point. Cause this was my first tour, um, as Lyle and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, I think long story long, I think it's just fake it till you make it and just know that you're there to do a job and people are, I mean, yeah, granted a lot of those people weren't, most people weren't there to see me specifically, but I want to make them remember me and somebody once told me you know when you do a show you don't know if it's somebody's first show or their last show so make it count and um i i always think of that and i'm always really grateful to be on that stage and doing what i love so um i'm kind of having a party for myself too <laughs> that makes so much sense and listen let me tell you something i was in the front couple of rows i think it was like in the, in the second or third you yeah. know row of standing people and I was able to like talk to people around me quite quite a bit in between acts. And before the show started, they th- I guess they thought that Seven Dust was supposed to be on the tour. I think they were like the original, yeah. like the original opening act or something. And yeah. and uh, everyone literally like there's a couple people like I don't know who this Lyle person is. And afterwards, everyone's like, Oh my god, this girl rocks. She's amazing. Aww. So you did a good job, you know, winning over the the Daughtry Tremonti crowd. That's um, so nice to hear. Thank you. And I actually regret not buying merch when I was there because I'm like, you know, I saw the merch and I'm like, I don't know who this is. I'm not going to buy any merch. And I spent all my money on Tremonti merch. But I blame you. I do not blame you. And dude, I will send you some merch. You send me your address and I will send you something. And I, I will send you a Venmo for it. So, oh, no, please. This uh, is a- <laughs> you know, so let's talk about your music because I actually, like I said, I, I love, I love the, the genre that you bring. It's, it's, uh, it's different, especially for that particular crowd, because you had that, that billing was just so all over the place with styles. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the pop rock of, of Daughtry, you had the speed metal, hard rock of Tremonti, and then this alt rock, like, I don't really know. I know your, 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 uh, your one sheet says, I think alternative rock. Um, but I don't really think it's alternative other than the fact that like the word alternative is in it and it, that's what it is. But I think there's more specific to it. Um, why, why this style, you know, obviously I know you said you've, you've tried a couple different things, but this is such a unique sound that how did you stumble upon it? And why did you decide to run with this particular sound? Well, thank you so much, um, for saying that I, I'm such, I I listen to everything. I really do. Um, But it's so interesting when I was making music prior to getting to where I am now, I was making, I I was listening to other stuff and making different kinds of music. So the stuff (laughs) that I was being inspired by, I wasn't even like attempting to do that. So I, you know, I really, um, nothing but thieves, K-Flay, Yannicka. I, I mean, the list goes on. I 
love that kind of music. I live and breathe it. And it's, um, so then when I started writing with Matt one day, you know, it just kind of clicked. It was really interesting because we both felt that way. Um, then we brought it to um, our producer currently, JT Daly, uh, who does actually a lot of K-Flay stuff in Paris and um, worked on some grandson. So uh, I think he really helped me hone in my sound too, because um, I brought him potions. That was actually, I take that back. I brought him a couple songs prior to potions and he mixed them. And potions was the very first one we did together from scratch. And he was such an important part of that such an important part of honing in the sound and um yeah i'm really grateful for that but i i am excited he, he used the word fresh when he said i think this this is fresh and I, that was the coolest thing to hear i was like i, I want to be that i want to be the fresh one <laughs> yeah absolutely i and i agree it's so fresh it's something that again is isn't to my knowledge and i i'm i, I believe i'm pretty well connected you know there isn't really much that sounds like this that's popular and good um <laughs> you know no offense to everyone else doing. I, I just showed off a bunch of people right now. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I really, I, I'm really like, I'm rooting for you as somebody who like, I feel like, you know, because this was your first tour. I'm like, I, I kind of feel like I'm like, I discovered her. So when, as I see her grow, I'm gonna be like, I'm going to be able to go back and be like, all right, I'm taking credit for her success. I'm totally kidding. But, but I, part of the journey, right? It's all part of, it's all part of the journey. Um, now I know you have some stuff in the works and I know, um, I, I really cannot wait to hear what you have in the pipeline. Um, but I do want to talk about this tour, uh, that you did yeah. with Daughtry and, and, and Tremonti. Um, how did you, how, how were you discovered by them? Like, was it something that you had to audition for? Was it something that, you know, uh, you know, one of the agents in charge just happened to be like, Oh, this girl is available. Like, how did you get involved in, in this, because it seems like it was a pretty big tour to be a part of, uh, especially for your first, your first round. Yeah, um, to say I'm grateful it would be an understatement. Honestly, that that was in, insane. Um, actually, so what had happened? I, obviously, you knew that the tour was rescheduled. Did you? Were you aware of that? Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I was able to go to this one was because I. Oh. Yeah, because um, they were originally supposed to play in December, I think, in in L.A. and then you know, uh, the horribleness that happened with, with his daughter. So, so yeah, the, the only reason I was able to attend the show was because it got delayed. So it ended up, you know, working in my favor. And unfortunately, oh, I'm, I'm so glad. Un unfor oh. Unfortunate circumstances led to me discovering some great new music. So, uh, I yeah. Get it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, kind of the same thing. Unfortunate circumstances actually led to the opportunity for, for myself. Um, so with the rescheduled tour, I know Seven Dust dropped out because they had a, they had a conflict or something of that sort. And the original opener they had was actually just a dude with his um, guitar. I think his name was Travis. Um, so actually, I randomly got a text. So I know Chris personally. Um, okay. I, we've been buddies for a few years now. Um, I met him. So his guitar, uh, I'm sorry, his um, keyboard player Elvio Fernandez is actually from the same hometown as me. I've known Elvio since I was a kid. Um, and we just, I just met him through, through Elvio. Um, so then Chris and I just kind of clicked and, uh, anyways, he, uh, I got a random text from him. I think it was in January and he's like, Hey, do you have five minutes to chat? And I was like, we really only like text if it's like a birthday or whatever, or something funny or whatever. Um, so I was like, Oh yeah. Um, I didn't really know where that was going. And then I was like, Oh, maybe he'll ask me to do like a date or two, you know, maybe in the upstate region of New York or something, or I don't know, somewhere around there. And then he calls me, he's like, what's Lyle up to these days? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> just, just working on music, you know? And he's like, well, um, here's the situation. You know, he told me about Travis not being able to do it anymore. And he's like, is there a chance you would want to do it? And I'm like, you know, I try to keep my cool. I'm like, a oh, fucking course there is a chance. <laughs> um, there's, I'm like, well, let me check real quick. I'm like, of course. And meanwhile, I'm like, e. um, but uh, so after I got off the phone with him, you know, it's kind of like I, I confirmed it. With, I talked to um, his his manager called me and he's like, so I heard you talked to Chris, whatever. And then, um, after that, it kind of just, it got confirmed within like a week or two and it happened so fast. And then, um, I just had to get on like planning the tour and the routing and hotels and all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, that's that's so awesome. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny how some some of these things work sometimes. Where, you know, I uh, I had a buddy of mine who had the opportunity to open for Alter Bridge out here in L.A., yeah. and it happened within like they whoever was in charge of booking the local local artist reached out like a week before the tour or before the show. And they're like, yeah, we're open to doing it. Yeah, we, we can do it. And, you know, they confirmed all the details and then nothing happened until the night before the show. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. They didn't know they were playing the show until the night before. Um, and luckily I I, so often, you know, it's, it's funny cause it's like so many people are involved in the music business and sometimes you just sit there and you're like, this guy doesn't care enough you know, to like yeah. confirm details and this small little band is getting ready to, you know, pack up their trailer and drive a couple hours yeah. into LA, you know, all they're waiting for is the signed contract to do it. It's, it's really, fu- it's really funny. Yeah, it is funny and, and super frustrating if you're in that position. Cause I've been there a couple of times and it's like, hello, <laughs> I'm right? here. And it sucks even more when, when it ends up being, Oh no, it fell through. It's like, well, you couldn't, couldn't have told me that like three days ago. You that know? is worse. Yes. And, and that's, I think that's usually how it goes. You have just kind of, it's like hurry up and wait is just like the name of the game yeah. in this entire business. I think in general in the entertainment business. And so, yeah, it was like, all right, we need to know if you can do it like in anything. And then it's like, it's been a week. Are we doing it? Like, are we good? <laughs> are we confirmed? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so yeah. So that was really how, how that happened, how that came about. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And, that's, and I'm, I'm glad it did because, I, like I said, I will, will not, not forget that night of, of discovering some great new music and uh, also being slightly sad when I saw that you only had like a handful of songs uh, available on, online to listen to. I'm just like, oh, right, oh, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be patient. Um, <laughs> There's more, I promise. I hope so. Uh, yeah. and, and I can't wait to, to be able to download it and support however I can. Um, now let's talk about your writing, your writing style. Cause this, I, I'm somebody who is like, I'm probably the least creative person you'll ever, ever meet. You know, I don't, I don't paint. I don't, I don't do anything. The only thing I do is I talk. Well, uh, that's a talent and that's creative. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I, I know it is, but I'm just like, it's, it's like the least exciting Different. talent out there, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, would you rather, would you rather talk to, you know, hang out with somebody who all that, all they can bring to the conversation is a conversation or somebody who can like do magic tricks or like oh, stunts, I mean, you know? I mean, <laughs> no, it's pretty, it's, it's, it is a talent to be able to talk like effortlessly and make people feel comfortable and interview people. Oh my God. I would never, I could never. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, you know, I like hearing people's creativity process, especially when it comes to songwriting. I feel like uh, that's the one art that I admire the most is, is songwriting because it's so intimate and so, um, can be so raw and, and emotional and i've always I've, I've sat here and i don't I, I haven't heard you have like a super emotional song yet i'm assuming so i'm assuming that will be somewhere down the pipeline but you know i sit here and i wonder there's people who, who write these songs about you know these tragic things that happen in their lives and they're opening up to the co-writers and whatnot and i've always just sat here and I've thought to myself how do they open up to these co-writers and then are willing to put this music out there so i want to know more about your your creative process and how you decide to how you come up with the song um so take me through that process if you don't mind yeah for sure um interesting you say that so writing sessions are actually super i mean obviously they're everyday occurrences um with with artists and songwriters and producers and they are 
awkward sometimes, but then you get the lucky few where you're like, oh, this was actually really like, it felt effortless. It felt easy. And, um, but I, I've been lucky enough, like I said, so Matt is my creative partner. He's my guitarist and we kind of spearheaded this project together. And, um, I, we've been, we've been at it for a while together. So I feel very comfortable with him and, um, and, and JT actually, uh, cause he's a co-writer on some of the stuff too. Um, I think it's really important to be with somebody you're comfortable with so you can get that vulnerability out and, you know, um, but at the same time, actually, I, I take that back. Sometimes it's good to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you get some different, you know, different stuff in that way. But, uh, specifically with these songs, it was mostly Matt and I who did the, um, lyrics and the melodies and the, you know, chordal structure and stuff and then brought it to JT and he really like, you know, lit it on fire and so to speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's actually been funny because I started this project a year ago. So some of the writing sessions were on zoom. Oh gosh. I mean, all of them. I'm sorry. All of them, except for the ones with Matt. Cause he's, he's in the same place as me. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting, but I feel like we all had to adapt really quick. I mean, in general, the whole world had to adapt to, you know, doing your corporate meetings on on Zoom. But like writing a song on Zoom is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but also kind of cool because um, as you can see, so here we are on Zoom and like I have my plethora, I have my kombucha and my water. I usually have a coffee, maybe a glass of wine. I love being home so I can like do that and just, you know, take a break when you need to versus being in a room, getting an Uber to a place, like a studio to write in. Um, it's kind of nice to be in your own like home and yeah. wear sweatpants or whatever. Um but yeah, we, we were lucky enough, Matt and I hopped on a couple of Zooms um, with, with some really cool people over, over the pandemic. And I think, I think every session just like leads into, whether you use that specific song or not, it leads into that next idea that's going to make your next single. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love hearing songwriting. You know, when there's a, there's a story of a, what's his name? Walker Hayes, he's a country artist, mm-hmm. you know, and he talks about how somebody walked in to the studio while they were in the middle of a writing session on the wrong day for that particular person's session. Yeah. And, you know, he's just like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm here. And Walker's like, want to join us? And they end up writing one of his biggest hits, you know? Are you yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, I, I listened to that. And I'm like, I would have been like, bro, get the hell out of here. What are you doing? Not, yeah. like, not like me. I'd be like, dude, this is like close session like please you know <laughs> please uh, get out actually <laughs> he's like no join us end up being a huge hit um you know wow. so it's so it's so weird how and then there's other people where i've heard stories of like i've been writing with this person for years and you know all of a sudden we just came up with the blank and you know we spent six hours just talking and then went home with nothing and i'm just like that sounds like a dreadful day <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But like I said, even if you don't, you can knock around ideas and it's going to be something, whether it was, sorry, my allergies are so bad. Um, Whether it's like one little line or a melody or just a topic idea, you always take something out of it. You do. And, and whether you make a song out of it or whatever, you make friendships and you, you network. And that's, you know, I wouldn't have gotten the probably the Chris tour or the Daughtry tour had it not been for my connection with him. So, you know, I think it's really important to just, you know, make friends and, and get to know people and get to know what their process is. And, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's something that I want to, I want to ask you about here in, in a second. Um, but you know, you, if you made it this far, so into the interview, uh, the song is called potions. It's out now. It's incredible. Go and download it. Uh, Seriously, you will not regret it. And, and she has a couple other songs up on Apple Apple Music and Spotify as well. Uh, and we'll talk about one of the covers you did on on this tour that I absolutely loved. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you were on tour with Chris Daughtry and Mark Tremonti. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and for and anyone who doesn't know who, who Mark Tremonti is, he's probably one of the best guitar players of the last 25 years. Um, he was a lead, lead guitar player for a band called Creed and a guitar player for Alter Bridge um, and has really come, in his, come, come into his own the last 15 years as a songwriter and a singer. Um, what did you learn from those two men? Because Daughtry is an incredible singer, an incredible songwriter. 
Uh, and same, same with Tremonti. What did you learn in that process? Did you have time to pick their brains and, you know, maybe jam with them a little bit? Like, tell, tell me about the behind the scenes of the tour and, and what you learned uh, in the process. Yeah, I, I feel really lucky to have had um, a few moments with both of them. I mean, we spent five weeks together. We became like a family. Um, and I know everyone always says that, but honestly, like the last night of the tour, we were all like really emotional. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it was pretty wild. But um, yeah, there. the first time I had actually got my one-on-one -on -one with Mark was in his, he was gracious enough to invite um, us into his tour bus. So his his home. Nice. <laughs> um and, you know, we walk in, he's so hospitable. He's like, what can I get? Do you want a drink? Do you want, he was, he's like, do you want an ice cream bar? I have these really good ice cream bars. <laughs> I'm like, you're so sweet. It's not normal. Actually. You're so nice. Um, like just an absolute darling. Um, so we got talking and he kind of told me about his creed days, which was cool. Um, show me some photos. You know, there was a lot of laughter. We actually ended up playing a game, um, on the tour bus. Like just, it was very chill, very comfortable. Um, but when we were talking about music in specific, you know, he did ask some questions. He was like, you know, how did you guys get started? What's your process and stuff. But the one thing that was really cool that he said to me, um, and I think this was maybe the fifth show in, he's like, you guys are literally a breath of fresh air. He's like, you go on that stage and you're like a ray of sunshine. And it was, it's funny that he's saying that because a lot of my music is darker, but like, <laughs> it was so cool for him to say that because he's like, I think everyone, you know, there's so many people out there that are just trying to do the gritty thing and do the, you know, the mean and nasty thing and whatever. Um, but not in those words. He didn't say that. I'm just, you know, paraphrasing. Uh, but he was just like, what you're doing is really cool. And it's, I think he might've used the word fresh too, or one of his band members did. I don't know. But, um, it was, it was really nice to hear from him because I mean, Mark Tremonti telling you that you're doing something right. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So th with him, that was a really cool moment and, um, very validating for me. He shared some stuff. Um, I know you probably are familiar with some of the Frank Sinatra stuff he's come out with. Oh Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal, you know, and, um, he had actually played us the album on, uh, on the, on the tour bus, which was really cool for us. I felt very special and he, you know, he was sharing stories about his daughter and things like that. It was really nice. Um, so that was my time with Mark and, and Chris and I, you know, like I said, we, we've been buddies. So it was actually cool because I think he was a little, he, he's super, we, we have history. So it was really nice that he could kind of just, um, if he had something that he wanted to give me advice on, he, he wasn't afraid to say it, which I really appreciated. Um, like nothing huge, but maybe like say this or, or maybe wait for this moment for the, and that was really cool. I, I appreciate those, those pieces of advice because he knows what he's doing and he's been at it a lot longer than I have. So, um, I value that. Yeah. And it was, it was a, I mean, that tour in particular, that show, from start to finish was really well. And everyone brought, like I said, everyone brought a little bit, something different to the table. And, yeah. and I, you know, did you, do you normally like watch the other artists or do you go like rest or what, what is your, what does your night look like after you're, after you're done on stage? Oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, I'm so weird because I, I, it's weird and it's not, but like, um, the, one of the guitar techs for Daughtry, he'd be like, Oh, are you having your own disco tonight? Because I would literally, I'd be out there with a beer and I'm like singing every word to every song. Like literally it was every night until maybe like, I don't know, maybe the 15th date in. And I ended up getting like some weird virus because of the dry air in Arizona. And then I got sick. And then after that, I was like, okay, I got to put in my set. And then I got to shut up and sleep <laughs> in the van until we leave. Because I just, you know, I, I love, I, it's such an energy um, getting to watch them perform. It's, it's so cool. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What I liked about, about, you know, that show in particular is, you know, you, you had the, you know, the, the new band that was really getting the, a chance to showcase. And while 
sound wise wasn't stripped down. The production was kind of stripped down. There wasn't a lot of fancy lights or anything like that. And then Mark came on and he, this is the first time I've seen Mark solo. So I didn't really know what to expect. Oh yeah. So I, I left that part out. Not that this is about me, but you know, so I, I went in this kind of with like, you know, eyes wide open. I'm like, okay, cool. He has, he had this really cool, um, like, production that he did and there's like some music behind and in between each of the songs and yeah. i was like this is really interesting and then daughtry's production just was over the top uh yes. and amazing and, and wonderful and i was like it was really cool to kind of see the progression go from start to finish so did you take any ideas away from from that because i'm a big production guy so i like to i pay attention to some of those things uh i don't oh. know i don't know if you're just like no i just want to go out there and sing or if you had some ideas going away from that Oh my God. In an ideal world with <laughs> endless money, I would go nuts. <laughs> um, I'm such a sucker for lights, especially. Um, I thought what Dr. Dead, he had like those cool, those like, um, I don't know what they're called. Like those led type, uh, the thin lights, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, they, they were synced up to every song and it was really cool. They had the screen behind them and, um, it just, it added so much, it's such a cool element to the show. It, it enhanced the show so much. Um, yes, I would love that. <laughs> and um, someday I will have that. But um, obviously for this tour, it was, I was lucky if I got a sound check some nights. I mean, they were actually really good. I will say they were always really good about getting us at least a little bit of a sound check, um, which they didn't actually have to do, especially with two bigger bands with bigger production, as you're saying. Yeah. Um, but basically what I'm saying is that was not a possibility in any way, you know, <laughs> time-wise, financial-wise, like it wasn't. But someday, yeah, definitely. I have all sorts of ideas that I'm excited about. Awesome. Well, let's let's talk about what you got coming down the pipeline because I know I know uh, it's been about 10 months or so since you released uh, Potions. Yeah. Um, and I'm a fan already. I need more music. I will, I will send you, like I said, I'll send you a Venmo. Just send me the demos if you have to. I, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the music. Um, but part of that too, you know, also, so when can we expect new music? I guess is my first question there. Um, I, okay. So it was, it was going to be sooner, but. Oh, don't, um, don't break my heart. Don't break my heart right now. <laughs> no, but it's worth the wait. I promise. Okay. We're gonna I'm working on something really special with someone special. So the next song will be a um, a duet, which I'm very excited about. Um, I just can't say who yet, but I'll let you know when I can let the people know. I'll let you know first. Okay, so you can uh, you can tell me, and I'll edit it out. No one will hear this part. Um, it because because I I got to know. That's to know. I'll tell you what. I'll shoot. You, I'll shoot you a message. I'll shoot you a message. I promise. Um, but I'm. I'm really excited about. It. I had actually had a writing. It's. It's a dude. <laughs> if that narrows it down in any way. Um, I did write a session with him. What, what genre? <laughs> like. Like. I, I need a little bit more information here. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. More in. The, in yeah. In the alt. Alt. Alt rock genre. Um, alternative. Um. But so that is, that was kind of like a newer in the making thing. Like I said, we were actually going to put, I was going to put something out in June, but now this is being pushed a little bit, um, but it'll be worth it. And then, but also in that time that this is getting done, I am working on other music. And like I said, Great. kind of revisiting some of those writing sessions I did before the tour, um, finishing those songs up with um, some awesome artists and songwriters and um, plan to have a lot more music coming out this year. I, I was hoping every six weeks, but like I said, it's, it's it's at a halt right now. It's at a little stop, but that's okay. You're, you're breaking my heart, but it's all right. I'll, I'll be patient. Once um, it comes out, there'll be a little bit more of a cadence, I think. Yeah. And that's, that was going to be my next question was, you know, obviously the music industry has changed since, you know, we've, we've experienced it in just in the last couple of years, yes. um, you know, Spotify and Apple music, have changed the game, have made it easier for smaller bands to a certain degree um, while making it harder at the same time. Um, right. are, are you going to be focusing on, on just single releases? Are you working on an album? You think in the EP, what's your strategy? Uh, are you looking at hopefully getting on a label? Are you bootstrap? You plan on bootstrapping everything until like, like, like let me in, in your mind here. Cause I, I'm, I'm very curious about the business side of things. Cause everyone's so different. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, 
Well, actually, so I, with Eraser, I started working with a couple of gentlemen. Um, it's kind of as a label, it's more of a distributor, and um, they're really great guys, and they know what they're doing, and um, they've well, been really... Good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know sometimes. Um, True. But, I, you know, I was, I'm super careful with who I do choose to work with, um, just because of, you know, past experience or whatever, and... Um, but, oh, right, right, right. Spotify music changing. Um, (laughs) it is, it's such a weird world because you want to make something that is like a, a group of songs that has relevance to each other and, and maybe like an album that kind of goes into each other, like, like they do. Um, but like you said, the music industry is just so different now with streaming and people have such a short attention span, um, myself included. Like, I hate to say it. I love listening to albums. Um, and there are a few that I will listen to until I literally can't anymore. Um, but most oftentimes I will, you know, listen to a single, listen to a playlist, a lot mm. of playlists that just pick out songs, you know, for you. And, um, so anyways, that, that is kind of the focus is doing singles and then eventually into an EP and obviously into an album. But it's just so unfortunate that with this kind of world, you put out an EP or an album and it, the songs that aren't focus tracks, aren't singles tracks, they don't get the time of day, you yeah. know? And it's like you you tap on that on Spotify and it'll be like, you see the plays and that one will be like, ooh, what happened there? And it's just because, you know, no one knows about it unless yeah. you give it that love, you know? Yeah, you know, and I, I, love, I love music. I, uh, you know, up until a couple of years ago would still buy physical records and not records, oh, yeah. but CDs and, you know, throw them in the car and whatever. And, and I, I've since transitioned out of doing that just because it seems like, it seems kind of like a lot of times artists, unless they're like established artists, they tend to, to focus on like four songs. You said focus songs, you know, yeah. and then the rest of the album's kind of, eh, it's I okay. Know. It's all right. It's not great. Um, you know, yeah. so I think it's good, you know, my, me analyzing what you just said, it's, I think it's good for, you know, younger artists, you know, fresh artists to be releasing singles every couple months every couple weeks you know whatever the time whatever the the release cycle is just to stay relevant while i think it gives people more time to marinate on the songs you know as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know and even even if you look at just some of the some of the bands that have released albums in the last couple of years they release so many singles going into the actual album release, you usually end up having half the record out before you actually, before the record drops. And you're just like, well, these six songs that you released pre album are already my favorites. I don't want to listen to the other six. No, you're right. At least half of the album was already out. You're totally right. Yeah. And it's, so it's just, it's interesting to to see kind of how the establishment versus the up and comers are, are releasing stuff because I, I feel like there's some, there's some, some singers on TikTok that like they're releasing one song every six to eight weeks, it seems like, you yeah. know, and th- while the cycle is a little bit more, I think a little bit more brutal on having to have stuff ready to go. Um, yeah. It allows people to really fall in love with the song and get excited for something new and then mm-hmm. constantly having something to look forward to, as opposed to, you know, here's two months of us dropping a new single every couple of weeks. And then yeah. here's 15 songs. And then, a tour for six months and then you don't hear from us for two and a half years. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's usually a couple of years where you're like, where did they go? Are they okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are they still together? Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird world, but everyone does it so differently too. Like you're saying, I think some people are still in that old fashioned mindset, which is totally fine. And, um, we'll release albums and, you know, just let it sit and let people marinate on it for a while. And then they'll go back in the studio the next month and work on the next one. Like, and that's cool. That works for some people and Mm -hmm. some fans really like to ingest music that way. Um, but yeah, just for, for what it is now. And I, especially I think in my genre of music, I think that this, this is kind of the way to go. I mean, I don't, I don't, really know but it's my gut tells me to, to keep with this for a little bit here i like it and i think i think we'll we'll see how it works for you once you have a couple of songs ready to go in the pipeline yeah. um and you really get into 
into the cycles, you know, because I, I think, you know, right now you're you're kind of in between tour, you know, probably still resting up because I know you also got sick right after tour. Um, what happened? I just said, oh, like oh, I dodged yeah. it for two years and then I come home to a hometown show and that's <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, well, that's 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 how it's been for a lot of people, you know, who, who have been able to dodge COVID. It's like the simplest of things that they avoided doing for two years is finally what got them. <laughs> Let me ask you a couple of quick kind of rapid fire questions here uh, to hopefully get the audience to know you a little bit better. Um, the first one here is, uh, oh, hold on, I got to do the, the special effect. I got to get us. Make it look like a game show. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be so bad at this. The pressure is on. There's no pressure. It's fun. Uh, so what's, uh, what's one thing that you had to have with you on tour, uh, to make it feel more like home? Oh, I, um, I brought a blanket that my mom gave me for Christmas a few years ago. That is really cute. And it basically just says like, dear daughter, don't have anxiety. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, that. <laughs> uh, a movie that you could watch a million times over and not get tired of it. Or, TV, or TV show. Oh, 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 for going TV shows. Um, six feet under, which is really weird. Oh, depressing. okay. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> in the office. <laughs> and, and she adds in the office at the end of that. <laughs> Those two. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite Michael Scott moment then? Oh my God. Oh, there's so many. Oh, ah, favorite Michael Scott moment. Oh my gosh. When it's under pressure. Oh, I, you know, what's really funny. It's stupid though. Um, when he, they're all stupid, the whole when show he, is, but literally so dumb when he puts his face in concrete, I don't know why I think that's so funny. And he's like, so proud and Jim's just <laughs> on and he's like, what should I do? Hurry. Everybody hurry. <laughs> I just think it's so, it just sums him up in one scene right there. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's, that's an incredible, I forgot that happened until you mentioned it. Perfect. Um, name three songs that are on repeat for you. Oh my. Um, Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers, West Hills by The Killers, and Future Proof by Nothing But Thieves. Oh, that's a great. Wow. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, wow, that's actually a really good, really good playlist there. I'm going to have to download that. Hold on a second. Are you a Spotify girl or an Apple Music girl? Spotify. Spotify. Center is over. Sorry. Sorry. So, so here's the fun part. I both. I, I do. I do like both. I think I was just more, um, I, I started with Spotify. So I think I've just, I'm not one for change. Yeah. See, see and I started with, uh, what was called beats music, um, which became Apple music years oh, later. Bad about that. Yeah. So what? I, I actually loved beats and I kept beats as long as I possibly could until they forced us to change over to Apple music. Um, no. so I'm, a, but I, I also feel like actual musicians prefer Spotify over Apple music for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why that is because for so many reasons, but, but cool. Does, does Spotify, does Spotify pay more than Apple? Oh God. Nobody pays anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, you're going to jail for, for the rest of your life. What's your last meal before you go into jail? pizza pizza what kind of pizza oh no i change it my mom's chicken parm oh okay home cooked meal i like that i like yeah. that all right last question one one thing you can't leave home without no matter what's going on throughout the day well other than the obvious cell phone my water bottle okay stand hydrated yes. is water in the bottle or is it wine or is it no it's water okay <laughs> It's like my comfort water bottle. I don't know why. If I don't have it, I feel lost. What's What's funny is, uh, as soon as you said it, you felt like, oh, I regret saying that answer. So, do you have Do you have a separate answer? Oh, did I? Um, I mean, ah, n no. I, God, I'm boring. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. My purse, which has a bunch of shit in it that I don't need, so no. <laughs> My water bottle. <laughs> water bottle. Final answer. Water bottle. Uh, Lyle, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Um, it's super. I know it's super simple, but uh, tell them yeah. where to follow you, and and uh, and then also tell us who who you're collabing with uh, with this song coming out. 
I love that. Just slip that in there real quick <laughs> in the middle. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lyle Girl, L-Y-E-L-L Girl, G-I-R-L. And um, TikTok, the same thing. Um, and YouTube, just Lyle. Oh my God, you can just search Lyle, L-Y-E-L-L. And I'll come up, I promise. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing I didn't ask you is, is uh, if you have a quick second here, the inspiration yeah. behind the name, because it's such a... Uh, interesting. Is there a reason behind the name? I mean, I hate to say no, there's really not like a real, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so like yeah. unartistic and creative, but the name just was really cool to me and it became something else. Like at first it was just like a cool name. It was short. It was nice and looked nice. And then it just became like an identity for me, which was really uh, bizarre. You know, I'm on tour and I, I'm on stage and I'm just saying, Hey, I'm Lyle. And that felt so natural for me. Like just it's, it's synonymous with, with my first name at this point. So, um, so yeah, really, no, I just, I just kind of grew into it there. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, cool. All right. Uh, hopefully you'll be back, uh, when, whenever this, uh, this new song drops with, uh, with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> no, I don't know Number one Spotify artist in the world, Ed Sheeran. That's <laughs> Can we manifest that real quick? It's manifested. I would be interested to hear how a Lyle Ed Sheeran collaboration would happen. How it I would think sound. it would be really rad. I think you should do an Ed Sheeran cover now. I, I think that's just going to be the next thing that you do. Uh, for, even just for fun, you can just email it to me. Uh, <laughs> I can do that. Let's do that. <laughs> then, I, okay. then I leak it and I make all the money off of it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, good luck. We were just talking about Spotify and Apple Music money, so good luck with that. Right. <laughs> Lyle, thank you so much. Uh, stick around for one second. And that was my conversation with Lyle, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you continue to support her music. I hope that you continue to support this podcast. Of course, you can head over to dollarinthejar.com to do so. With that being said, I'm out of time. But please make sure to follow me on social media at the Ruben J. Follow this podcast on Instagram at on air with Ruben J. Dollarinthejar.com, $3 a month, less than a gas, gallon of gas. You can support the show. So do all that stuff. Follow me, support the show. And of course, follow Lyle. because She's incredible. And you'll enjoy her music. All right, that is it for me for a couple of weeks. I'm taking a couple of weeks off, and I'm going to focus on some new stuff. We'll see you in three weeks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.